Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A. You know who it is by now. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. You better get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Ain't nobody dressed like me. I'm dressed so fresh and so clean. Woo! With my petticoat and I'm going to get you in trouble. In trouble. Ah, <laughs> what's going on, y'all? It's your boy uh, Savage O'Malley, aka Savage, yes. aka Savvy Davis Jr., the one and only, aka the Oracle, yay, the AKA, Oracle, aka Kingpin, yes, Kingpin, really? Okay, yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. Um, the Oracle. Does that mean you could also go by the one? <clears throat> well, no. No, okay. I just told the one that they were the one. That's it. Okay, got you, got you. Remember, I don't. I, I think. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Zoe Nasty. I don't remember. But remember somebody called me the Oracle? Yes. Back in the day? Because yeah, yeah. It was a couple, like a year or so ago because like, like I just like, I was able to see, like, they're like, I feel like you see the whole picture. Like you kind of already know. Like yeah, you're yeah. like the Oracle, dude. <laughs> That's right. I, I do was remember like, that story. Oh my story. God, I love that. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. The Oracle, baby. Um, hey, what's going on? Welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. Ah. Anybody that is in a relationship or a marriage or in a loving relationship, fuck you. Listen, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. It's fine. Um, I, but speaking of love, I, I do want to say one quick thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, please do okay. it. You, you sure? Yeah, go okay. for it. Oh, fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> you just get that out of the way early, right? Just get it done. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. You were saying, like, I felt bad, like, a while back we were talking about Jay-Z, and I felt like I kind of gave you this bad rap, or like, oh, Savage, that people think Savage hates Jay-Z, and now, like, Savage is out here, guns blazing, fuck off, Jay-Z, you want some? Yeah, absolutely. You're you, to- want, you want this smoke? <laughs> You're totally owning it now after the podcast where we went in on Jay-Z, yeah, because there was a time where we would discuss Jay-Z and I would always make it a point to say, now I know you're not the Jay-Z guy. I know you're not a fan. And you would say like, man, everybody gonna think I hate Jay-Z. And then now you're just like, what you just did, fuck Jay-Z basically. I said, man, Savage, you are owning that shit now. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Give it a, if you're gonna go, go all in. Baby. And like I said, I'm yeah. not gonna like, just, I'm not in the business of just randomly tearing down people. Right. However, However. if you come out and say some jackass shit like that, Derek Jeter overrated piece of junk did about the verses. Right. And disrespect people like Eminem and Busta Rhymes, Dr. Dre. Then you know what? The one place you don't want to get, you don't want to catch no savage smoke. That's right. And he's getting it. So fuck Jay-Z. Okay. I got you, man. Yes. You start the hashtag, right? Don't feel hashtag fuck Jay-Z. Yes. 
Hashtag reset the matrix. I don't even know if we've reset the matrix right now. Yeah, that's right. We're still we're still waiting to find that out. I tell you this. We're in limbo. Next episode, we will know. Yes, we will. Because the Super Bowl was yesterday. Right, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Time heisting here. Yes, yeah, in a roundabout way, yes. February 14th today, happy Lover's Day or Side Piece Day. Whatever you got, do your thing. Tawdry Affair Day. Yeah, Tawdry Affair Day. Yeah. <laughs> $13 for shrimp and head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. 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 It's an Instagram thing. Yeah. The head of the shrimp. Get your mind out of the gutter, guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I didn't even know people ate the head of the shrimp. That's news to me. Well, for $13, it's with head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So. Fair enough. Um. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Get a sav. Uh. Get a sav. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know the verse, though. Yeah. Part of the verse. I think. Yeah. So, what's your fantasy? I wanna get you on the 50 yard line on the Georgia Dome with a, with a dirty bird kick the tree. And if you like it in the DJ booth, we can do it in the back of the VIP. Whipped creams and cherries and strawberries. Don't stop, brother. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. He, he threw an N-word in there. That's what throws everything off, man. <coughs> you know how many hip-hop quotables we go to do here, man, when we go to do like a nasty lyric of the week? And I go, oh, man, I just love this verse. And it drops like five N-bombs. And every time I got to change it, it's like, yeah, it just, the verse sounds stupid now. It sucks now. With it. That's not meant for a white person to quote. So I, 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 there are several nasty lyrics of the week that I wanted to do. And then I read the verse and I go, yeah, that's not going to work. That just sounds... You can only say brother so many times. Brother? Hey, brother. Like, and it just doesn't... doesn't hey, brother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. And I get it. It, it. We're not allowed to say it. And I'm okay with that. I don't in any way, shape, or form advocate for white people using that word. I don't have any desire to use that word. But... Uh, when it's fit into a rhyme scheme and it's meant to work with the flow of the music and the flow patterns of the lyrics and it was written that way, you can't take it out and change it and still have it sound good. There have been occasions on when we've done a Nasty Lyric of the Week where I change it once, but when it's in there four or five multiple times, it's like, yep, nope. Or it's the rhyming word. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a huge problem. That's even worse than just the flow of it, the natural. Uh, but, yeah, even... Uh, Kanye West at one time said he felt um, that he hated the use of that word and he wanted to find another word to replace it. And he said, there's just nothing out there. It just doesn't sound the same because he did that uh, song Gold Digger, you know. She ain't messing with, you know, she's just a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke, you know. Brother. Yeah. And uh, he said he, for the life of him, tried to find another word. He tried to find something else in there that would work something else that they could replace that word with and he as a black man was like i couldn't come up with there's nothing that works that sounds better than that it just works and uh you know i, I get that but at the same time i'm just there's a lot of nasty lyric of the week i can't do there's a lot of great verses out there that utilize that word and I, it's not my place to say it and i get it, that in uh it's time for the savages weekly so I saw a TikTok. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it said uh, these guys were gaming, and, you know, you can hear the audio clip, like, of the gaming, like, you streamers right, or whatever. Yeah. And this guy was like, white people have no culture, man. And, the, and this guy goes, oh, yeah? Who created the word that's the most used word in all of your hip-hop songs? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I mean, the that. word is not nice. It wasn't created, no. but. No. It's, not nice at all. It's yeah. Fun. That that shit made me laugh. Good point. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. It's funny. I you brought up TikTok. I thought you were going to bring a, a different TikTok up. There is one where you know they split the screen, so they've got a duet. If yeah, you will. A, a duet they call it. So that's what the kids are calling. Yeah. It so so be an African American. It, it was a male. He's a guy, and he goes, "I'm giving uh, you you white people all get one free day to say the N free reign, say the N word as much as you want. One free day, say it as much. And then the split screen is white people just going like, yes, like clapping, cheering, jumping up and down, like freaking out that they finally can blow off steam and say this word. Like they're getting a free ticket to do it. 
obviously that's not what the people on the on the duet were cheering about but they, they find the whitest people in the world like i don't if they're celebrating the opening of a starbucks i don't know what it is but that's what it feels like they, they, they it looks like six or seven mr rogers and karen's in a room mm. cheering and applauding like they just found out oj's going to jail or something you know like literally that like they couldn't find more white bread people and they're cheering and applauding but it's this dude going all right, y'all, I got something for you. A free use of the N-word for a day. And they just start freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, oh, man, it's sad, but there are probably people that would cherish that and relish that. I'm not one of them. But, yeah, man, it just there's a lot of shit. TikTok's funny that way, man. It's uh, Once you look at one thing, it's like you said, it gets trapped in the algorithm. I have now seen that same duet about seven times with right, diff- different right, people right. that are just trying to cash in on the heat, the heat behind it and get followers. Um, yeah, man, crazy, crazy. I'm not sure how we got off on the N-word tangent. It's interesting, but uh, here uh, we are. because oh, I was trying to do the ludicrous verse. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the 209 to Infinity podcast. That was a 209 tangent at its best, my friends. Yeah. Uh, funny you bring up heat. Uh, I do not want to talk about uh, jalapeno peppers, nor do I want to talk about uh, the Miami heat. Okay. Um, but uh, I did tell you I have a strong take. You did mention that. You were going to get into a strong music take in this episode. I was. Um, it, it made me... Uh, and I'm riveted. I'm very curious. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a strong take, and, and you may not uh, agree. You may see some merit in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and regardless, it doesn't really matter to me. It's my take. It's not right. yours. And, Absolutely. And that's okay. Sure. Um, but I was thinking about this when we were actually... Uh, when I was listening back to the... Um, the Jay-Z episode. Oh, fuck Jay-Z. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I really contemplated it because I was listening to, I mean, I'm in a zone right now where there's a, there's a few th- new projects that right, are out, right. but not a ton of new projects right. music wise. Yeah. So I've been really, like I told you a while back, maybe a month ago where I was like <laughs> real Bay heavy. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Fab, yeah, some Mac Dre, some old forty, Tupac, right. just really like Bay heavy for whatever reason. I right. was just kind of in one of those rabbit hole zones, and uh, and uh, so I've been listening to a lot of old, older type things. So here's my and, and then the Jay Z uh, conversation that we had um, regarding obviously what he was talking about the verses, the verses episode a yeah. couple episodes back. No one is worthy to stand on a stage with him for an hour or two hours. They just wouldn't even be able to hang, basically. He needs to sign a shut my fucking mouthery yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I was thinking about it. And uh, so here's my strong take. Okay. And, and this is going to sound rough. Okay. In general, like the basis of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But... In reference to his mu- music career, uh-huh. the best thing that could have happened to Biggie was he died. The best thing that happened to Jay Z was that no Biggie to died. Biggie. Oh yeah, in to re- Biggie. In reference to Biggie's career, the best thing that happened to him was that he died. Yes, okay. because I feel Why? like he was already falling off. Mm. I feel like he was already sliding into pop, mm. and I feel like he was. Not the person he started with, and mm. he was sliding down a a a path that was going to be less rap and more hip hop. And he wouldn't be the person he is put up on a pedestal as he is now, mm. as this you know king of uh, you know and, and all these uh, you know everybody loves you more when you die. Of course, but yeah, that goes without saying. Absolutely. But, he wouldn't be that guy had he been alive. He wouldn't be on the pedestal he's on now. No, no, he, he wouldn't alive. have. He's on a pedestal yeah. as an artist right. that people think he is. Had he stayed alive, he wouldn't have maintained that trajectory. Okay, interesting. Uh, and the reason I think this is because, as I said, I was listening to a lot of older rap and things like that. And. I listened to a bunch of Tupac, which made me go back and listen to Biggie. And because, you know, one of the big debates has always been Biggie or Tupac. Yeah, of course. And I don't think it's close after going back and listening anymore. Like Tupac was so far above like the things that he was talking about. Um, 
and and the reason I ended up going on that was King King Crook had posted a, um, a tweet about the best. I think he called the gangster rappers, and somebody said Tupac, and he's like, I don't see Tupac as a gangster rapper. Right. Right. He wasn't yeah. like he, like he had some gangster life. songs. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, but like he wasn't a gangster rapper. Like he was never in a gang. Uh, actually, came from New York, and then by and then to Baltimore, and then to the Bay Area, and then transplanted to L.A. So he doesn't really have that. He became affiliated with L.A. thanks to Death Row. But I've never looked at Pac as even really, like, even though he worked with Dre and was with Death Row, I never thought of Pac as, like, a West Coast rapper. If you go back and listen to um, Me Against the World, Easy Moby produced most of the beats on that album. That is the same producer who did the beats on Ready to Die. The beats on that album, except for a couple, sound very East Coast. And I never, like, looked at Pac and was like... Now, he was a huge part of the East Coast versus West Coast beef, but I thought that East Coast versus West Coast beef was bullshit. It was really just, he was feuding with, it was Death Row versus Bad Boy, and they just happened to be on separate coasts. But I've never, like, looked at, I never thought of Pac as a gangster rapper. Uh, he's more of a vision, like a revolutionary um, with some criminal and gangster undertone messages, but I've looked at him, but never looked at him like, like that's, when I think West Coast, I don't think Tupac. Pac is one of the very few guys where if you listen to him and you pay attention and you really dig into his stuff, like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I don't think he has a home. Like, yeah. you listen to Scarface, oh, for you sure. know he's from Texas. Houston, absolutely. You yeah. know he's from the South. You yeah, know yeah. that Bun B's from the South. Yep. You could tell New York guys are from New York from the mo for the most part. Yeah, yeah. West Coast guys, you can tell they're from the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Some of that is beats, some of that's lyrics, some of it's a combination of both. But Tupac is this one guy who I feel like doesn't really have a home. Like he's yeah. just an artist. That's what made Pac special in a way was that he was like this dual-sided coin when it came every time you flipped the coin with Pac, you got something different the a lot of times if a rapper has a vibe that vibe is on the whole album like cypress hill they're always going to talk about smoking weed and what it's like in east l.a and and their latino upbringing and the vibes that's going to be a message you get throughout the album i mean when you look at tupac and there's a song like wonder why they call you bitch and then the next song is thug's passion and then the next song is you know like you, you, you don't he, he almost had like split personalities there was the Pac that said dear mama and then there was the Pac that was like i'm gonna you know fuck you and then i'm gonna dash out the door and then there was the Pac that was worried that death was around the corner and somebody was gonna kill him like you couldn't put shoebox in who Pac was and that's what fascinated people about Tupac. Hear me out, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you still down? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. A posthumous release. Hellraiser. Yep. This one goes out to my nigga Mike Cooley. Born thuggin'. Hot, listen, mean mugging, right? Yeah. Now we're going harder, right? Two tracks later. I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto. Yeah. Right? Then, then Thug Style. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. The only way to change me is Nothing to lose. Right. All over the board, right? Now listen to these beats. Like, none of them necessarily sound, they're not G-Funk. They don't have a hardcore, like, West Coast vibe. It just sounds like Tupac. Could it be? It's not East Coast vibe. It's not West Coast vibe. It's just a Tupac vibe. It's a Tupac vibe. Now, let me say this. Had uh, All Eyes on Me been his very first album, that would be a different ballgame. Right. Like, I'd look at Pac. 
That album is incredibly West Coast because it's Death Row, it's Daz, it's DJ Quick, it's Dr. Dre, it's very G-Funk, it's what was hot, what was happening at that time. The hottest record label in the world went and got the hottest artist at the time and signed him up. And he was part of the team and he rolled with the team and that's what killed him. He was down with that team. Pac was an artist who made the switch to gangster and it was the gangster that killed him. It was him fall. I truly believe Tupac rolling with death row and trying to be a part of that team and trying to rep for the team. When they beat that dude's ass in that hotel in Las Vegas in the lobby, they came back for revenge and that's why he got shot. And I think it's as simple as that. It's some gangster shit. It was Pac playing the role of somebody he really wasn't. He just wanted to show he was down for his squad, down for his team, down for the people that were repping him and taking care of him. And it got him killed. And that's not who he was. He's He was an artist. Pac, you know, so many people believe he would have been a politician, you know, and I could totally see that. The way he spoke was just captivating. But um, to go back to your point about Biggie, um, I disagree that he was sliding into a pop. I feel like he always had, on both records, he had two or three pop records. Like, he had the songs for the radio, but he still made that gutter, dark, thug shit. Like, the majority of that, what is it, Ready to Die is the first one. Life After Death is the second one. It's two discs. The majority of that shit is fucking gangster, East Coast thug shit. Like, it's like all like you're nobody till somebody kills you the 10 crack commandments and these are like notorious fucking hardcore well-known underground songs like i don't feel like biggie was ever gonna make that shift to straight pop but what puff daddy knew was the formula was all right we got to have these two or three songs on the record that are going to get on the radio because i can't play the 10 crack commandments on the radio i can't play you know, you're nobody till somebody kills you. I can't play kick in the door on the radio. So we need something. So you got your, uh, I don't know what they want from me. And you get your, you know, biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see somehow you get those three or four of those on every album, but he's still giving you that street shit. And here's what I will say. When people say biggie versus Pac, I think biggie was a better rapper. He was a better lyricist. Um, Pac was a better all-around artist. But if you put Pac and Big in a room and were like, battle, like, go, battle, I would give it to Biggie all day long. Biggie was a rapper's rapper, like a lyricist lyricist, like where Pac was a poet. Pac wrote books of poetry, and I feel like when you listen to a lot of his lyrics, they're poetic. They're, uh, he's just... His, it's his energy, it's his passion, but sometimes they're not the most crazy deep lyrics, It's but you feel Pac because he's an artist, he's an actor, he's a poet, he's an activist. He came from Black Panther, so as all around artist, Pac wins. As a rapper, for me, Biggie wins. I mean, straight up, honey, really I'm asking. Most of these bruggers think they be macking, but they be acting. Who they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? As soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind and I ask you what your interests are, who you be with, things that make you smile. What numbers to dial? You gonna be here for a while. You gonna call your crew. I'm gonna call my crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two. I mean, he's crazy. I mean, think about the song Warning. Think about that. You know, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, but those are ready to die songs. Yeah, but I could name, I could rattle the... the, the I, look, yeah, and here's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Is that it, just like any sports debate, like, yeah, yeah. we'll never know. Yeah, no. It we'll, obviously... We'll, we'll never know. Like, especially with these two guys that are both gone. Well, you could honestly say, if, I, I don't think if either one of these guys hadn't have been killed in their primes, I don't know if we talk about either one of these guys as legends. If they continue to make music, eventually everybody fizzles. Like, nobody stays hot forever except apparently Drake. I don't know, he doesn't seem to have an expiration date yet. I don't know, but everybody hits that point where people go, okay, I've moved on to the next artist. So let's say Biggie and 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 Pac never die, and they just keep making records, keep making movies, keep doing whatever they're doing. Eventually, they get old, they're not so hungry anymore, and it's just not what it was. I mean, we've seen it happen to Ice Cube. Look at Rakim, Rakim, the God MC, the GOAT. Guy hasn't made an album in I don't know, 
1997 or some shit like that. But he's still heralded as the GOAT. People still talk about his accomplishments and what he's done. But when he tours, he plays Harlow's. You know what I mean? Like, because everybody's got an expiration date. Everybody's got a point. So I, I, I truly believe if these two men hadn't have died, we'd be like, man, Pac and Biggie are great. Boy, they made some great albums. Uh, somewhere they're in my, there'd be a lot of people like, yeah, they're in my top 50. You know, I definitely would say top 50. Maybe they hit the top 20, but I don't know if they'd be goat, goat, goat. That's why you've got to respect. You don't have to, I know you say fuck Jay-Z with the button, but there's a massive majority of people that say him and Nas are goats and they're alive and they're past their primes, not Although, man, the last Nas album's fucking phenomenal, but we won't talk about that right now. Um, but well beyond making their classics anymore, past what people would consider career primes, but they get in the GOAT conversation and they're alive. Rakim gets in the GOAT conversation and he's alive. And I'm not saying the Biggie and Pac wouldn't be there, but they're like in people's, a lot of people's like top five. Like I put Biggie, then Pac, then everybody else. Like... And I'm not sure that would be the case if they just lived and made albums until people stopped giving a fuck, basically. You know what I mean? Well, you and I might not have stopped giving a fuck. We might have still thought their new shit was good. But, you know, it, everybody has an expiration date where you get past no more radio, no more video, no more, you know. And, and here's where I, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. I think Pac doesn't have an expiration date where I feel like Biggie does. And the reason I say that is because exactly what you said he was more complete. Yeah. Which means he was going to do more things like Snoop Dogg. Right. So he would have been in movies. He would have been in, you sure. know, in that limelight. There'd probably be fucking cooking shows with well, Tupac and shit. I'm talking so, about music no, expert. But I'm just, day. but that, but that, that extent, like, people still give a shit about Snoop's music because he's still in the limelight. Yeah. Not like, not like not, doggy style, though. Well, you but know he, what I'm saying? I mean, like, he's never been that good. No, yeah, yeah, no. He's made good albums, but he's never like I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's past that expiration date. There's no more radio play. There's he's Snoop now because of Martha Stewart, because of movies, and because of TV. He's still there, and you're absolutely right. Pac would have transitioned from movies to television to politics and stayed, and he may have dropped a song here and there or an album, possibly still, but it wouldn't have had the same impact. Is when All Eyes on Me hit and you and I ran to the record store to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like Snoop drops an album now. You and I are curious because we grew up in that era. But there's a bunch of 20-somethings that are like, oh, the the guy that was just on NCIS last night made an album? Like, you know, like, oh, that that's cool. The guy from the Bic Lighter commercials? The guy from the General Insurance commercial dropped an album? Oh, okay, I guess. Shaq? Yeah, no, he doesn't. Snoop does them too. The insurance. Jack, uh, Snoop does the general. Yeah, he does some kind of insurance. Oh. I've seen it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I've He does. He does a commercial. He does. He's in a Bic lighter commercial. I mean, it all. I mean, yeah. The comment also works for Shaq. Yes, it does. If you really but want to go into the Shaq foo, you know what I'm saying though. It's like I, I, I don't think people. It, I, I'm so when I say past their prime and everybody's got a limit. All I'm talking about is music. You're absolutely right. Tupac was a movie star while he was making music, but eventually the music would have trailed like Ice Cube. Ice Cube is now definitely, he's turning down $9 million movie roles. And yet he drops an album and you and I will listen to it for a day and go, well, another garbage album from Ice Cube and we'll move on. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not, we're, I'm not highly anticipating anything from Ice Cube anymore. And I'm one of his biggest fans from back way back. I, I He's still on my top 20 somewhere probably, but I don't like anticipate highly regard like until he proves himself again he's lost me in that aspect and Snoop has made some good projects so I still check for him a little more but overall Pac would be known for m movies and the music would be a nice little afterthought like I don't know if people would still be going oh the dude that just had that movie last week is also my number one top MC Maybe, but I don't know if they're like ghosts that no one can touch. Like, I like when people do top fives and they say, but they need to be alive. Because I don't even think it's fair to include Biggie and Tupac. Like, no, it's not fair. A dead guy can't, he can't lose because he's not going to make a, neither one of them caught a brick because they died before they hit that point in their careers. I don't, 
Pac's early work, his first couple albums aren't that great. But once he gets into All Eyes on Me and Me Against the World and Machiavelli and Biggie's first two albums, he didn't have time to make a... Neither one of them had time to brick or tank or make that shitty album. Like, where Snoop's got one, Nas has got him, Jay-Z's got him, who they've all got him. Like... You know, it's funny, and I and I saw this, and I may have sent it to you in the past, but I, I read something the other day, too, because I was looking up uh, the Nas JC beef. JC? Jay-Z. Oh. <laughs> Jay-Z. Jesus familiar? Christ. I am Not JC, and Jay-Z. Jay-Z, got First you. of all, nothing respect for Jay-Z, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Jay-Z, however. Oh, fuck Jay-Z. I was going to say, if Nas is beefing with Jay-Z, man, Nas is like, hey, there's nobody on earth that can touch me, I'm going to battle Jesus Christ. That's it, yeah, that's it. Hey, and I think I sensed to you, like, there's this rumor or, or, or stories that go around yeah. that Nas... Uh-huh. Is the baddest motherfucker of them all. Mm, yeah, I have heard that. Like, yeah. there was a story where, like, Tupac and Nas were going at it. Yeah. And, like, Nas was like, all right, man, no, nothing but love, nothing but love. And he and his boys walked away. And then Snoop Dogg was telling the story, and he was like, Tupac was like, yeah, that nigga bounced, whatever, whatever. I right? just punked him. Yeah, I just yeah. punked him, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Snoop was like, Oh, he let us go. Yeah, because like Snoop's we, a gangster. He gave us a pass. Snoop is a gangster and Tupac is, isn't. So right. Snoop said he was looking and saw that Nas had about 50 guys with him. They all looked like they were ready to reach, ready to go for their pistols and pull it out. And Pac's just sitting there talking shit, not even paying attention. And Snoop's laying back going, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. And uh, he said, if you, you, he said, Nas told Pac I'm a fan I, I don't have any problem with you and Pac Snoop says Pac said oh you feel a fan don't say shit about me when I drop this disc record don't say nothing about me and Nas was like cool man I won't you got it and Pac looked at that like yo did you see that he's scared of me and Snoop was like no we just got very very lucky like because Snoop knows he gave us a pass yeah he we got super lucky and with Pac's attitude, I mean, that that cockiness got Pac killed. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it was that attitude that killed him. He's lucky he didn't get killed there, but I think Nas is smart and civilized. He did roll deep. But then Snoop also tells a funny story that Nas is visiting L.A. And Snoop is sitting there with all his Long Beach crew, all his homies, and a car pulls up very slowly, stops. It's Nas. He sees Snoop, but he's far enough away that they can't tell. But he's very excited. So in L.A., when you're with a group of guys and a car slows down and then stops and a dude jumps out and starts running towards you, his boys all went for their guns. And Snoop is a crip. It's well documented. Long Beach, they're crips. So all his boys are crips. Nas jumps out the car wearing all red. Red sweatshirt, red sweatpants, red shoes. And he says, Nas jumps out and goes, Snoop! And starts running towards him. And Snoop's boys are ready to just pull out straps and lay this dude down. And Snoop looks and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I think that's nasty Nas. Hold on, hold on. Because this is early. Like, Nas is just starting to bubble. A lot of people don't know who he is. Snoop does. Snoop's doggy style Snoop. Big. Nas is Illmatic, but just starting to bubble. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's nasty Nas. Let him through. It's cool. It's cool. But he told her, like, hey, man, you can't run up on somebody in L.A. like that. You, I, this ain't the East Coast. You can't do that shit, man. Well, I, well and while I was reading, right, yeah. Jay-Z did a song called Takeover. Yep. Which led to Ether. Right. And then I was reading that, like, Jay-Z backed down after that. Yeah. Because... Like, unbeknownst to like the public, like, like he came at Nas, but like he, it was like a rap thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Nas came back with a rap thing, but then a message was also sent. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Ether, and then it stopped. Ether was fire. Uh, I like the takeover. I actually think the takeover is a better beat and a better song, but it's not a better diss record. Uh, Ether is a better diss record. Like so. Um, but Jay-Z fires back one more time because he he knew Ether won. Everybody in the streets said Ether won. So JC comes back. JC, now J I'm saying it. Now oh, JC? Yeah, well, Jesus Christ came back. Jay-Z came back with a song called... Straight Out of Bethlehem? Yes, that's the one. He came back with a track called Super Ugly, 
where he raps over bad the Dr. Dre Bad Intentions beat. And what he does is, um, I want to say he either talks about Nas's child or his wife or ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or both. And it was widely regarded as not a good diss. Like, Jay-Z fired back because he knew he lost because Ether was fire. So he fires back with this track and people didn't think it was good. And they also thought he went too far. When you start name dropping like girlfriends and exes and kids... That's what he says something about the baby seat and the X and I was with your ex. So he says some shit. And that's when I think Nas was like, hey, man, look, enough's enough. Stop it. Like, that's it. We're not doing this shit no more. Like, and a lot of people felt he crossed the line and super ugly not a good disc record. Even though that beat's incredible, it wasn't a Jay-Z beat. Like he thought, I'll pull a Dr. Dre beat out and I'll fucking murder you. And he, he didn't. It just sounded forced and he got desperate and went for the real low blows. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, think- I just I just went down this rabbit hole and and it was just like there's a lot of like you know web pages and things and who knows what's true, right? But when you combine the things that I read, yeah, plus Snoop's personal account, yes, I think Nas is the baddest motherfucker out there. Like he's a legit gangster. Yeah, he's, I, I believe- and like I would you know like and he, the babyface assassin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I, it, and we'll never know. But I have heard that as well. And uh, like I said, Nas is on a run for a guy that's fifty years old now. His last two albums are phenomenal, and he had a run where a lot of people counted him out and wrote him off. And these last two albums are phenomenal. I, I love what he's doing. But to take it back to your take on Biggie, I, I definitely would have to disagree that he was going down a pop lane. And like you said, we'll never know. But I don't think dying was the best thing to happen to his career, unless you consider the fact that dying put him into a legend status early on. I will agree with that. But I think he would have had a couple more big albums, and then he would have probably trailed off like most rappers do and gone off into the sunset, maybe continued to make music, but not to the level, you know? But he would have done clothing, and he probably would have had brands of liquor like what these rappers are doing now. Like, he'd have probably gone off into that. He's... Puffy is a billionaire still. I don't remember the last time Puffy had a hit record. Like, and Puffy is one of hip-hop's first billionaires right there with Jay and Dre. It's from liquor, clothing, businesses. And they were buddy-buddy, man. So, like, that's the direction. I totally see Biggie going that way and taking care of his mama and his kids. And it would have been, he would have gone that direction, I'm pretty sure. I could see Biggie's face on some kind of, like, whiskey bottle or something. You know what I'm saying? Like big papa distillery or you know i don't know something like maple syrup i could see that i could see hey food hey cheese eggs and welch's grape a t-bone steak cheese eggs and welch's grape could you see a fucking juicy jam yeah at some kind of restaurant big papa's that's a great name for a restaurant like i'd eat there like hell yeah that big people know how to cook dude never trust a skinny cook now (laughs) (laughs) you spoke like a man from the from the restaurant business. Yes, sir. Speaking of Cypress Hill. Yes. Who the fuck is this? Paging me at 546 in the moan and crack a dawn and now I'm yawning. I just bought that vinyl the other day, actually, with some Christmas money somebody gave me. I went out and got that vinyl. It was a great album, man. But yeah. What a uh, great discussion. You know, there's always the Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Pac. Those are your four, like, right? That most people, when they talk about... The four. But I, I always thought that wasn't fair because there's so many guys in the 80s that opened the door for them that don't get mentioned. KRS, Big Daddy Kane. Like, there's so many that rock him, Cool G Rap. Like, there be there wouldn't be Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, or Pac without those guys. You know what I'm saying? So I do. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit unfair. Like, everybody's greatness there's probably dudes born in the 60s that were like what are you talking about i like grandmaster kaz and cool herc what about them you know like i'm talking about run dmc and all these guys and they're like there's people before that too that started it all you know like but yeah great discussion man this this will be a discussion that will be talked about in barbershops and liquor stores and bars and podcasts forever and then you're right there is no right or wrong answer there's we'll never know but it'll always be talked about. I guarantee it. Long after we're gone. You know the other thing I was thinking about, and I and I think that I'm probably like, and and I and I don't know the numbers, and somebody's probably written about this, and if I researched hard enough, I could probably find an answer. Yeah. But which area 
uh-huh. has had the most rappers mm-hmm. killed by gun gang violence. Hmm, which are boy, that's a. I mean, my gut, my gut instinct is L.A., right? I mean, South, South Central. That I don't be, know. Yeah, like, I, I don't I, either. Like, because because yeah. as I've been in my rabbit hole, yeah, there's so many Bay Area rappers that have been killed because of gang violence. Right. That's very true. You're absolutely right. Black I mean, Sea, Seagram. Like I was just like, as I was listening to stuff, I'd be like, oh man, I, Seagram. I haven't heard Seagram in a long time, man. I, I love that guy's voice. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Shot and killed. Yeah. Right. And even and uh, Keek the Sneak, they tried to kill him too. Yeah, he's just paralyzed, but he didn't die. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You might you might give that to the bear because I'm thinking now L.A. But Easy died, but Easy died from AIDS. Tupac was shot, but Tupac, like we said, Tupac wasn't really L.A. That's just where he was living at the time, like because he was on death row. I actually can't. I'm trying to think of a, a Los Angeles, a well-known Los Angeles rapper that was killed due to gun violence. And I'm sure there's people are going to go, Bill, what about this guy? And I'm like, oh, shit, I can't believe I forgot that. But right now, one's not jumping to my head. Like I'm thinking of DJ Quick and Mossberg, who was down with DJ Quick's crew wasn't super famous but well known he was making albums i think he was shot and killed uh but i can't think of anyone else right now off the top of my head like yeah so you might be right you you may have to give that to the bay because well one of the dudes from bad influence click was shot oh rapping ron yeah shot and killed was aunt deadly dog one of the dudes i don't remember which one yeah was shot shot and killed as well mac dre yeah shot and killed you know what man the bay is wild dude you, i think you're absolutely right i think it's the bay area my gut instinct because that's the birthplace of gangster rap was to go right to la and there's probably a lot and, and, and that's the reason yeah. i said that and, and i and i preface that question is for all intents and purposes yeah not intensive purposes intense intents and, and purposes, purposes right I'm a Bay Area guy. Right. So I know these guys. It's closer to home for us. Yeah, yeah. So like a guy like Seagram in the L.A. area. They don't know him. I might not know who he is or he might have been on maybe a couple DJ Quick albums or whatever. And I wouldn't really know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he might have gotten shot in gang violence and I really wouldn't know. Right. So there there may be plenty. Like like, people know who RBL is. Right, but nobody like if I'm like oh RBL posse, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like RBL, like people know Mac Dre, but like Mac Dre, I don't think is massive. Like people in LA know who Mac Dre is. I don't know. Yeah, and Mac Dre was killed in Kansas City, and so a lot of people. That's why Tech Nine caught a lot of heat. A lot of people thought him and Tech Nine were beefing, and Tech Nine that may have had something involved with the shooting. He was well, actually wasn't killed in LA, but if we're just talking about rappers killed by gun violence. In certain areas like he's from that area so yeah the biggest west coast artist i can think of right now is the one that was uh pop smoke was killed by gun violence um i believe he's from south central and then you got oh, i'm feeling i'm blanking out on his name nipsey hustle nipsey yeah those are the two that are really jumping to my mind right now was big l shot in gang violence or gun Bill gal was killed shot and killed that's new york biggie right. new york um there's probably several New York artists that I'm just not thinking of right now. Uh, Jam Master Jay's from New York, killed by gun violence. Um, yeah, boy, it's unfortunate. Hip hop, just in general, is plagued by. This happened a little over a month ago, but did you know that uh, Tracks a Million died? I did not. No, the producer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, was it gun violence? Cancer. Oh. It was 42. Shit, that's way. I saw it in the beginning of the year. I remember E40 and Too Short and a couple other people. Yeah, posted oh, about it. Like he's he's, he's worked with a ton. Oh, oh all Bay kinds area. of people. Bay yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good question. Now that you're saying it, you're right. The Bay is close to home for us, so that feels like the answer, though. That's more than. Uh, here's how many rap artists have been shot just in general a list of murdered hip-hop musicians on wikipedia let's just pull it up and see a 2015 study so this isn't super list let's go i'm pulling up the list so scott larock from boogie down productions i'm not going to name the ones i don't know there's a bunch of so there's seagram 96 tupac 96 Yaki Gaddafi, 96. Biggie, 97. Boy, that was a rough year there. 98, Fat Pat. Big L, 99. Freaky Ta from, uh, I forget what group he's from. That's East Coast, 99. Bugs from, he was in D12, 1999. 
uh, Jam Master J 2002. I don't know a lot of these names. That's the thing. See, I don't know a lot of these people. Mac Dre was 2004. Proof 2006. That's Detroit. Yeah, a lot of these names. I, I there's see there's just so many artists. I don't know where they're from and I don't know their name. Uh, the Jacka to 2015. I think that guy. Uh... Yeah, yeah. See, most of these Pop Smoke was 2020. Yeah, I don't King Vaughn, Young Dolph. Yeah, uh, Drakeo the Ruler. I don't know a lot of these guys. So anyway, yeah, it's just unfortunate that just in general. But the streets is where hip-hop was born and bred. That's where it comes from. This Hip-hop was born out of necessity. Uh, these are people that couldn't afford instruments, couldn't afford, you know, didn't have a band. So they worked with what they had, you know, and they ran extension cords out of from plugged into somebody's house, and ran them out in the street, set up turntables and threw parties and found ways to create music without instruments. And, uh, you know, so unfortunately, you know, that's what hip-hop is kind of encapsulated by and and kind of i don't want to say encapsulated because that's not hip-hop is so diverse there's so much more to hip-hop than just the streets but it's a big part of it you know big part of it so uh and and so of course rabbit hole style i started i I looked up seagram and i was kind of you know finding out what happened so he got uh shot in oakland getting out of a van or a car right um him and the guy that he was with didn't die but he was sure shot and hospitalized but Seagram died and apparently uh, three years earlier someone had tried to assassinate him in Oakland as well or San Leandro unloaded like 50 bullets into the car and somehow he didn't get hit oh shit 50? yeah god damn that's insane dude good but yeah that's crazy man it's uh it's unfortunate man that it was and it started with a song about a rival gang in 93 that angered an Oakland drug kingpin which led to an attempt on Miller's life Miller's staped injury in that shooting but a San Leandro police officer was wounded that's the thing they get into rap to get out of that lifestyle but they still want to talk about what they've been through where they've been and how they lived and by doing that sometimes they they anger the people who I don't know if they feel left behind but they feel like they're still in it and uh, that's the risk you run, man. And it's 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 crazy. You know, what's the saying that Dave Chappelle had on that one sketch? When keeping it real goes real wrong. You know, like that's like... When keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, man. It's it's so true, though. It's scary. Like, like it, here's these people living their dream and they're doing, they're doing what they love in order to get away from that life. But there's no getting away from that life. Once you're in, you're in, you know, right? And it's so, sad. I mean, in... in, in we can relate on some levels, right? Like we go to the gym, right? We work out. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get away from that life. Yeah. But, but you know what? The burritos keep calling hey, us. But the burrito, yeah, yeah. You, know, you could take the, you could take the burrito out of Sav, but you can't take. Well, you could take the Sav out of the burrito, but you can't take the burrito out of Sav's hands. No, once the burrito's in, it ain't coming out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole another podcast. We don't want to go there. But yeah, man, nah, it's a, that's an interesting thought. I had never really thought about that. It's unfortunate. Just, you know, that list I just rattled off, there were 20 names I didn't read because I, I didn't know who they were. And there was a lot of names they missed. That's just too many, too many young people dying, too many young, talented people dying for no reason. It's sickening, dude, and incredibly sad, like, to think that that's the case. Like, that there were 20 names on that list, I didn't even know who they were because their careers were cut so short, you know? And it's... Yeah. Really sad, man. But yeah, yeah it what was, did, it what, was Rap and Ron. Rap and Ron, yes. That January '97. That that first Bad Influence Click album is still so good, like, and it's sad because you know, and it's never the same. Like RBL tried to go on, Aunt Diddley Dog tried to go on, but it always seems like when something like that happens, it's never quite the same. They're never able to continue or go on like like it was. Like RBL made an album after. Uh, the MC was killed from that group and it just wasn't the same. They brought in another guy to fill the gaps and it was it, it wasn't the same no. and that sucks for the other guy yeah. for Mr. C cuz he's a good rapper. Yeah, yeah. Right, but they had a nice flow together and they yes. worked well together and they and they were trying to like I, I went back and I listened to that album too and there's 
there's a track with Mystical, there's a track with Big Lurch, there's right, a right. track with uh, the the yeah, other yeah. guy, you know. And there's some decent, good, there's a couple good tracks on there, but right. overall the album, like especially coming off of the Ruthless by Law album, right, which yeah, was yeah. just, yeah. like, it's you know, it's a Bay Area that's legend. Their one. Yeah, yeah it's that's their album. Yeah. Like, I mean, before that they had you know the 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 first initial freshman album with the Bammer Weed and a couple good yeah, tracks, yeah, yeah. but. Very but, underground, but very, very underground, no budget, very, no budget to yeah, yeah. you know, to, a studio. to Ruthless by Law, yeah. which is just a, a that was classic a major label album, yeah. And in the same deal, I, I felt like in the Bad Influence click, Rappin' Ron was my favorite, like he was the he was the, I felt the stronger of the two MCs. And so, when you cut that bond, you're never gonna get that back. And Diddley Dog popped up on a few things, but it was just never the same after that. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, man, because uh. You know, these are people that's somebody's brother, somebody's son, somebody's father, you know, somebody's husband. And it's just, it doesn't, it just isn't fair. It isn't fair and it's not necessary. It doesn't accomplish anything or get any, you know, there's never a reason for that shit, you know. At, in my hands, I'm currently holding the RBL Ruthless by Law CD release from 1994. Yeah, man. I owned it. 15 tracks. Yeah. This thing has... It, it, hey, if CD cases could talk, yeah, right. I, all yeah. the cars and all the CDs and yeah. Can you see the wear and tear on the front of that? I do. Yeah, their faces are fading away. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like you've uh, been chewing on it a little bit. <laughs> what? Well, I, I kept. I I let it. I left it around Obi. That yeah, was the problem. And, and the dog got it. But yeah, man, the, the line I remember in that one is RBL is just like a truck with no brakes, punk. It don't stop. And the track, I think my favorite track was, there's a bluebird on my shoulder. Can I kill it? Kill it. There's a bluebird on my shoulder. Can I kill it? Kill it. I like that one too. Yeah, man. Great album. Great memories. Rest in peace to all those people, man. Biggie, Pac, all gone way too soon. And there's just a bunch of what ifs that we'll never have an answer to. Like, would their careers have gotten bigger? Would their careers have tanked? Would they have made movies? Would they have become entrepreneurs? Would they have become politicians or actors? We'll never know because it's some dumb bullshit. And, 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 the, and that's and, what it boils and, down to. And I, and I obviously, like like you said, bars, wherever else you want to argue and discussion, yeah, yeah. podcast, things like that. Yeah. But there's so many different, like, uh, uh, intricate parts to that, right? Right. Like we talked about during the Jay-Z episode. Like, I was like, Jay-Z doesn't become Jay-Z if Biggie doesn't die, I don't think. Yeah. Right? And who knows? That. And who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Jay-Z and Biggie have beef. Yeah, maybe they have an album. To, I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Like they were friends, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, um, yeah. But man, good discussion. I, I, anytime we can get in some music, I, I absolutely love. So it. So we didn't not just get in some music. Yeah, we turned that into a whole episode of music. Yeah, that's right. Man. That's what we do, baby. Yeah, like I say, welcome to another two hundred nine tangent here with the two hundred nine to infinity hey, podcast. I have a strong take, and by strong take, I mean this is going to take over fifty minutes. Yeah, right. Oh, so super strong. Take. Yeah, that's very strong. But when I said that, I bet you didn't know we were going to end up talking about uh, rap and Ron and Mister C no. or Black C. No, I love that though. I, the, the, it should be talked about more, man. That's my childhood. You're talking about that's so, well our childhood. Yeah, I, Excuse and, me. And, 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 that, and then that's why, like, I wanted to talk about it because I was literally like within an hour stretch. Yeah. There was like four guys that were like on songs. I was like, oh, he's not here. Yeah. Seagram's gone. Yeah. RBL came up. Mac Dre came up. Yep. Rap and Ron came up. What the? F like all these guys are like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh... and I and I didn't even know Seagram was dead. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, it's the same thing when, when we talk about. Um, what was the paralyzed, the rapper who was paralyzed now? Keek. Keek the Sneak. He did a concert in Ione at the Pizza Factory. And I was like, I remember reaching up to you like, hey, man, can you believe this? Keek the Sneak's coming to Ione to play the in the Pizza Factory. What the hell? Like, why on God's green earth, this guy has like a couple of like, they were a couple of pretty major hits he had. You know, more California-based, but he went beyond that during the hyphy era. He was big. His voice, his flow. He had some club anthems that, like, got the party rocking. And I'm like, what? He could at least play Harlow's. What happened? Like, right. what the hell? Like, why doesn't he get another Bay guy and do a real tour? And then I saw a video from the night. I don't know why I didn't go check it out. I must have been somewhere or doing something. And he's rapping from a wheelchair. And I had no idea. Then I was like, 
reached out to you. I'm like, did you know Keek was paralyzed? You didn't know I had to pull up an article and read about it. Um, you know, props to him for still trying to perform. Like, I, I, I can't imagine what that must be like, but I had no idea. That's the thing. There's so much violence and stuff like that happening in, in the hip-hop community that we're not even hearing about half of this. There was 20 guys on that list I just looked at that I didn't even know who they were, let alone know they died. Yeah, this song was massive, dude. And maybe it felt massive because I was in California and it was big here, but it felt like it was huge. It was everywhere for a while. Yeah, it's what it felt like for us on this end of the world anyway. Well, there you go, Keek. We just made you two cents. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's something. Hopefully you, hopefully you take that money and get super duper hyphy hyphy. Yes! Great voice. I always kind of uh, thought he sounded a little bit like a, if a frog rapped, this is what it would sound like. Like like a ribbit. Like I just think like he always thought he had that like tone to it. If it's, it kind of sounds like Tone Loke decided he wanted to be a fucking uh, chopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tone had a great voice too, man. Yo, that's crazy, man. That's just, I haven't thought about Tone Loke in forever either. Yeah. Hey, we don't have enough time to get down the Tone Loke. Yeah, he's still alive, by the way. And did movies. He's doing okay. I haven't heard from him in a while. Well, as far as I know, he's still alive. Like, I think he's okay. You guys check in on your socials often? Uh, yeah, I might have to look him up, man. He doesn't, yeah, he, he was doing movies and doing voices and cartoons for a while. And uh, and I, I'm sure he can still tour and do shows just off Funky Cold Medina and Wild Thing. Those songs were both just juggernaut hits. Like, but now I haven't heard from him. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, Did you know that the, you know, remember Ray Love? Yes. The rapper? Yep. People thought he was dead because he disappeared. Yeah. Until he showed up at Shock G's funeral. Oh, shit. So he's yeah, not. People thought he was dead. Oh, okay. Like he just disappeared. I haven't heard from him in forever. Ray Love was. Because sac- you guys check in on your socials. Yeah, yeah. He's Sacramento too, wasn't he? Ray Love? Bay Area. Bay, he was Bay too? Okay. I was thinking he was from Sac. I remember Ray Love. He had a couple, he had a couple local hits. But yeah, man, crazy, insane, dude. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we went down this rabbit hole for 50 minutes because we were going to go in on, uh, I guess we'll save it for the next one, uh, um, our listener reactions to my hard take on The Matrix. Oh, I, got, I, can, get, I can get that in a couple okay. minutes. All right, yeah, we could do that one. You want to, because I, I, I. I mean, do you want to get super duper heavy, heavy? Yeah, I do, on The Matrix. It, let's let's resurrect it. So I can tell you this, uh, and, and I don't know. I hadn't cleared this, so I don't know if people want me to say who said it or whatever. But I'll just say what they said. Yeah, because I didn't know we were going to talk about it, right? But uh, one person told me, what is Bill smoking? Okay. Like, I feel like he just shits on everything now. Like, he doesn't like it. And I was like, and I was like, I mean, I, and he said, look, I understand. The one thing I understand about that that I I agree with Bill is, is, is he said that the... The whole why Neo and Trinity at the same time thing yeah. wasn't very clear. Right. But he understood the whole, like they recreated everything. You know what I mean? They created a new, you know, a new Morpheus in the program. They created this yeah, in the yeah. new program. Like, like, like he said he was entertained. He thought it was good. He enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, and he's like, but and he, he's like, he's like, I tend to decide with you a little bit, Sav, in the sense that it was certainly entertaining. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as bad as like wow. I he didn't watch it till after we talked about it. And he's like, "Fuck, I gotta go watch it now." Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, and I was kind of like, almost like, "Fuck, is this gonna be terrible?" And I was entertained. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Like I felt like Bill was really hard on it. Yeah, I was, but I, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I would. I just recently went back and watched The Matrix Revolutions, which up until Resurrections, I thought was the worst Matrix movie ever. Go back and just fast forward to the final battle between Neo, Matrix, Revolutions, the final battle between Neo and Agent Smith. There is nothing in the entire Matrix Resurrections movie that even comes close to that fight scene. You cannot watch that fight scene and tell me that the martial arts choreography is good in that fight scene. It's not. It's not well done. It's not fun to watch. You cannot tell me that Jada Pinkett Smith was good as Naomi, playing a 90-year-old Naomi. It was fucking terrible. (coughs) And and if you think I shit on everything, go back and listen to my Spider-Man No Way Home review, because all I did was gush over that for like an hour and say how amazing I thought it was. 
that's my favorite Spider-Man movie slash Marvel movie ever. So if something's good, I'll say it. But I, I love The Matrix. Uh, it's, it's the game changer movie. But the martial arts wasn't good. Naomi wasn't good. I don't mind Neo and Trinity at the same time. But again, this, well, he was just saying that he yeah, agreed with you that like it, that it, it wasn't was little, really clear yeah, no, it wasn't why clear. it had to be. It, it wasn't. But here's the thing: the same way when I talked about Boba Fett, like, and when we and what you said about uh, Winter Soldier, like clipping his balls, Neo never had a moment. Like, okay, he can't fly. That was funny for a second, but have him kick somebody's ass for the love of God! Kick someone's ass. You're Neo. And he just never really did. He just, yeah, it, it, I just, I, the, I did not like the new Morpheus. I did not, I, you know, I've already gone into all this. I respect that person's opinion, but it's fine if you were entertained, but it wasn't even good. I, I'll never watch that movie again. Like, and I don't, there's no reason to go back to it, like at all. Like, uh, And then I had another person who didn't say anything necessarily about your take. They told me they enjoyed it. They thought it was good. They thought it was, again, they were entertained. They like, you know, and, 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 and he told me, he's like, it's kind of similar. And you didn't say this on the, on the Matrix episode, but you've said this in the past. Like, you'll, if, if you bring back a character and somebody that I like, like the whole, you know, yeah, nostalgia yeah. piece. For sure. Like, it automatically gets an acceptable, like, I'm all right. I'm I'm enjoying myself because I'm seeing characters that I like. Right. So 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 that's what he said, and I was like, 100 percent, man. Like like getting to see you know Neo and then Trinity, and then like you know I, I and, then, and so he was saying it like he enjoyed for sure that part, and he was entertained. You put the real Morpheus and the real Agent Smith back in that movie, and I feel like that my enjoyment of that movie jumps a bazillion percent. I don't understand when you have these two actors still alive and with all, if they need to young them up, we've got the technology to do that. If they, but you don't need to young up Morpheus. This is supposed to, it could have taken place 20 years later instead of 60 years later. The makeup job they did on Jada Pinkett Smith was God awful. It was awful. I didn't believe for a second that she was a 90 year old woman. It was terrible. It was so corny. And uh, you know, you, you, you have the real Morpheus in there as an older man. Just like Keanu Reeves is now an older man. You have the actual Agent Smith. And if you need him to look younger because he's a computer program and he wouldn't age, CGI can do that. That actor is so fucking good. That guy that played Agent Smith. Hugo Weaving. Oh my God, man. He's just so good at what he did in that role. Like, I don't need a new Agent Smith. I just felt like... They made choices that didn't benefit the script or the film to me at all. Like the choice to have it take place 60 years in the future and have Morpheus be dead and recreate as a computer program and to bring, have Agent Smith be changed to a young guy that came off of a J. Crew ad and to have the girl be Bugs and What's Up Doc and what, all that was silly to me. I'm Bugs, like the bunny. Yeah, and you're corny like the vegetable like i'm sorry it's just not like uh, none of that worked for me like uh, and i'm sorry but i will say i went back and watched the third one and i appreciated it a shit ton more i don't hate the third one i think at the time the third one took place in uh more in the real world so there wasn't as much of the matrix in the third one and you met all these new characters that they introduced and it was more about zion and the war to stop the robots and the people in the suits and we wanted to see more neo and kicking and fighting there isn't as much of that in the third one but now going back knowing that and knowing what i know now about the fourth one and how i felt about it the third one was a much better movie i would highly recommend you going back and revisiting i enjoyed it it's not perfect in any stretch of the imagination but i thought it was way better than the matrix resurrections way better most importantly yeah Thanks for listening. Yes, absolutely. And having an opinion. Yes. We love your opinion. Yes. Um, and uh, I have to go back now and see, do I shit on everything now? I don't know if I do. I always try to have, I want to have a negative and a, I want to. I, I will say this, in, yeah. just to be fair, um, outside of Spider-Man, I think you have been a little more negative lately, like hardcore, like, like professional critic. Well, like yeah, I don't think people want to tune in to hear us go, yeah, it was entertaining. Like, I don't know. Like, they want more than that. I could, 
I, I mean, I watched the whole thing of the Matrix Resurrections. I could have just said, yeah, I watched it. It was decent. And they want you to on. sugarcoat everything yeah. <laughs> and make everything happy, fluffy bunnies, bro. But, man, I loved I loved Shang-Chi. I loved Spider-Man. Those two I thought were great. But I, I want to find, like, even in Shang-Chi, I, I want to point out what airs. Here's one thing I didn't care for. like, And even like with the Matrix, I said, let me start with the positive. Let me start with what I did like. And now I'm going to shit on it for an hour. Like, you know, but I did find the positive. If you know, we're not, we don't do a video recording. Yeah. If you would, did, you would have seen me go to my phone like 15 times in the last 15, 20 minutes. Uh -huh. And I just want you to know why I'm going to my phone. 15. Why is that? Because I'm getting massive notifications because I shared the... Uh, oh, fuck Jay-Z. Oh. <laughs> and like, like my phone just... Like every time I look over, my phone's beeping and it's people laughing or being like, right, right. who the fuck would pick Jay-Z over a half a mil? And I was like, I have no uh, idea, dude. Not sure. But yeah, that guy seems to think somebody would do it. Yeah. That's too much, man. Anyway, I... Uh, yeah, man, I... Uh, I'm glad that there are people out there that they're enjoying it. And, and there were just a few tweaks they could have done, and I would have liked it a lot more. And I respect everybody's opinion. But, yeah, I don't think I'm a professional reviewer by any stretch of the imagination. But I definitely I'll tell you this. want to be honest. You're one of the top two reviewers on the 209 Till Infinity <laughs> podcast. It's a hell of an accomplishment. Hey, I'm doing what I can when I can, my hey, friend. You know? and, and just to give everybody a little bit of a heads up, yeah. Tune in next week and you'll hear me shit on something ah. very heavily. You've been shitting on Jay-Z for the last two episodes. Oh, fuck Jay-Z. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so, yeah, man. No, I just, I want Maybe Jay-Z will do a diss track about the 209 till infinity it's, after this. It's possible. That would put us on the map. He won't give us the time of day, man. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, I started off saying I don't want to be negative. And I, I don't want to talk about things that, that don't. Uh, I said at one time when we started this podcast, I don't want to talk about something that I don't enjoy. But I enjoy watching movies. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to enjoy all of them the same way. So, and, and I do like, I like to talk about movies, regardless of whether I liked them or not. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's just, I expected a lot more from that Matrix. I thought the trailer was incredible and I was very excited and it just didn't deliver for me. But. Well, in, in, the, in the same vein, I don't want to be negative and uh, you know shit on something yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. But like you said, I've been going hard on Jay Z for a fucking month now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, and you and I talked earlier, and we'll get into it in another episode. But I think you and I differ on the new uh, Peacemaker show. Like foreshadowing to something Scott's gonna shit on. And uh, and uh, you and I are disagreeing on the new Yellow Wolf track, right? Yeah, but I'm right on that uh, one. I see, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I like that. I, people wanted us to disagree more. We, we got along too much. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, and uh, and, and I, I just feel like if we're gonna review something, let's be honest, man, and let's keep it real, baby. That's what we do here in the 209. That's what's up. Yes, sir. All right. All right, get us out of here before we end up at another marathon episode <laughs> in the immortal hey, words hey. sorry about last week guys I, that yeah. just that just happened it was an hour and 20 but man there's i, I guarantee and, and that we're gonna get some messages about how they had to break that episode up into like three work days hey man i listened to the jo joe rogan podcast and he does some four hour ones where it's like i can i've been listening to joe rogan and jim gaffigan for a week and I still haven't finished it, but I love those two. Two dudes. episodes. Yeah, and it's it's one. Oh. It's like four hours long, dude. And I've listened to it for like I've been listening to it all week. It's crazy, man. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I I love it, man. I love it. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two oh nine. Oh fuck, Jay Z. Peace. <laughs>